SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We're the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Ready to rock and roll for you, Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas, Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, we'll take you up to Scott Farrell on the network at the top of the hour. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline, Jason Pothier, Stevie, our buddy Simbin.Vegas is coming in. Get cool. you ready for the hockey game tonight. And Mike Lewis is going to join us from the Sun Coast today. It is a Golden Knights game day. Big game at that. And that means there are some opportunities and some goodies in play for you. How about John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo? You want to feed yourself for the game? Mention Vegas Hockey Hotline. Mention the Hat Trick Special. A sub, fries, and a drink, 20% off. When they're on the power play tonight, Adam S. Kuttner on Twitter. You get the chance to win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. Honestly, if the Golden Knights score on a power play, Adam Kuttner should probably give you tickets to a homestand. <laughs> I'm just thinking. He's getting a great promotion, and he's not giving he's anything He's not giving away. anything away. Uh, on a daily basis, when I listen to that, Four goals I think to in myself, the playoffs. He's got vaults full of tickets I mean, somewhere. I mean, man. <laughs> Hard to fathom how that power play was just so egregiously bad. All right, we're going to talk about the game tonight, but that's the big news here in Vegas. And you're sitting there going, do they force a Game 7 the way the Islanders did last night, which was really good theater. And I was pretty impressed. I hadn't done this throughout the course of the playoffs, but when the game ended, I said, you know, I'm going to jump in the post-game Zoom thing and and just kind of monitor it and see what's going on. Tampa Bay, I got to tell you, from a demeanor perspective, Braden Point and Sorelli were in the one session. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't have thought they lost the game. Very confident. You know, some things happened. I mean, the way they carried themselves and then Cooper came in and I love our group and I didn't mind our game and they're very they're very calm, and that doesn't mean you're going to win. The other side of it, when you're watching Vegas and some of their comments right now, I think you get out there, you get punched in the mouth, or you punch somebody in the mouth, and the game gets going and you settle in. But going in, even off a defeat, the way Tampa carried themselves compared to the way Vegas did, I think Vegas needs a spark between the years. 
Yeah, I, I, we're, we're, we're here. We hear this all the time. I, I hate the excuses that Vegas gives. Too, too, too many times it's too many excuses for me. And, I, and it doesn't sound like Tampa did that last night. They did good, not. Good on them. Good on them. That's going to be a whale of a Game 7. Really looking forward to that. That's must-see TV coming up tomorrow night. And then we have the Hoops. The Hoops is good. Trey Young was spectacular last night. How about Atlanta, Stevie? I mean, this is, you say, oh, isn't that a nice story? Well, I got news for you. I kind of said the same thing after game one in Philly. Go, oh, wasn't that cool? Atlanta won game one against Philly. I think Philly imploded and beat themselves as much as Atlanta beat them. I got news for you. Milwaukee's kind of the same batch of guys. The stuff with Giannis and the foul shots, it could cost them. No, that's an issue. I I didn't realize, I I saw it on Twitter last night, the first conference finals victory for the Atlanta Hawks. They did it in St. Louis, but for the Atlanta Hawks in their history. Fantastic. I I, I do like this Atlanta team a lot. They're young, they're good, bold, bold. Boldenhoser, whatever his name is, he, he coached in Portland. I liked him in Portland. I think he's done a, a good job uh, with this team. Milwaukee can't play defense. They'll bounce back. They'll still be a factor in this. But I had Atlanta. I, I thought it was too many points last night. I just felt like it was too many points. Also, I had the under, so I, I, I broke even. But Atlanta's a good ball club, Brian. Let's see if we're on the same page. We're about the same age. It's been so long since the Atlanta Hawks have been relevant. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a few that are falling through the cracks. But when I think of the Atlanta Hawks, really only two guys. Yeah, two guys for me. Two guys come to mind as the great players. And when you say, oh, he was the face of the Hawks, let's yeah. see if we're on the same page. We are, I know we are. One is, the big one's easy. Um, uh, Maravich. Are you going, no! are you going Wilkins first? Dominique Wilkins? Dominique Wilkins. Okay. No, Pistol Pete was, uh, he was the jazz he was New Orleans. He was he. He was you. I mean, he, nah. I mean, maybe I, no. The other guy. The other guy, Spud Webb. Okay, I so, got to look this up. I I was. You might have had a cup of coffee there. I, I was sure that he had played with Atlanta. All right. Um, his heyday was the Jazz. I mean, okay. you know, and then when they they he was in New Orleans. They get they get shipped to I, New Orleans. I remember him being in New Orleans. Um, Okay, so anyway, so yeah, Dominic. But it's been a long time, is the it, point. Well, right? it, well it, again, that it's their first conference finals win as the Atlanta Hawks. Um, yeah, it, it it it's been a while. I I I just this this team is more than Trey Young, but he he clearly is the centerpiece, and uh, and we saw it on display last night. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. I can't wait. It's always a fun conversation with Mike Lewis from the Sun Coast. We're going to take a deep dive on the Golden Knights game with the Habs. Hockey talk, hoops, golf, NASCAR, a lot coming back to Vegas. Source for gaming, odds, and more. Except no substitutes. They won't be around long anyway. <laughs> this is SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
we know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. Back in Vegas, Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Thanks. What's that? You ruined my day. Well, I ruined my own day. That's better. I ruined my own day. Remember the other day, and we all have days, the other day when you were, I don't know, tongue-tied or whatever, and you got mad at yourself and cursing yourself out on the air? I walked outside. I was cursing myself. You got it, man. I I think of Pete Maravich and all those years with the Jazz, but you were bang on, man. Four years drafted by the Hawks. Yeah, I see my memory plays tricks with me now nowadays. I, well, I, don't I thought know I, I was right, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. But I don't know. Sure. What, see, that infuriates me because I don't know what I did five minutes ago. Yeah, but I remember sports and, and that kind of stuff. I have trouble with that now. I'm, I used to know, like, my dad was a baseball player. I grew, grew up loving baseball. I knew every guy's stats who ever played Major League Baseball. Now I I can I can picture a guy in my brain and I can't think of his name. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. But oh, I that's thought he had, when it's on the tip of your tongue, drive you nuts. Yeah. So I thought he had been drafted. I remember him playing with Lou Hudson, and, and, the, and Lou led the charge on this, but the Atlanta players did not like Maravich at all. Too for, fancy. He, 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 they all thought he was too much of a showboat, and they, did, and they would not play with him. And they were not good at that time, and so those two factors, uh, I think, led to Atlanta moving him to New Orleans because he had the Louisiana connection. All right. Good call, though, Stevie. I remember we were just talking about the Hawks and how long since they've been relevant and have a great player. And Trey Young certainly fills the bill. Let's bring Mike Lewis in, our pal from the Sun Coast, over at the corner of Alton Rampart. They got the new betting kiosk and the new Be Connected mobile app uh, is fantastic. And, Mike, are we getting closer to the point where? You're going to have the sports and the horse account, kind of the money's in the same wallet. Is that still work in the works? Yeah. Estimated uh, uh, go-live date is July 12th. That you will have one account and be able to bet both horses and sports uh, all from one account. Funny. I mean, it seems like a simple thing. We think of all the things like a cell phone couldn't even be in a sports book. You know, whatever it was, 10 years ago, and now it's the oxygen tank for the industry. And that one makes sense. It's a convenience thing. And I would think the impact of it would be that it will generate new horse fans. If somebody's got money in their account and they happen to be in a book or sitting at home and flipping around and something's on TVG, you go, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'll put a couple of bucks on the horses. Yeah, definitely. And especially on big uh, big race days, you know, the... Uh, you're you're out there the first Saturday in May, and you know, oh my gosh, the Kentucky Derby's today, and you're out and about. You can't make it to a book, and you just pop open your uh, your app, and you'll be able to uh, place horse bets uh, right through a sports account. They'll all be uh, it'll be one account in both. Full disclosure, Mr. Lewis is one of my dear friends, and we pester each other. I pester him, but we'll talk during games or text back and forth and you and I have been on the same page with what we've been watching with the Golden Knights I have no issue if you lose and the other team's better 
you know, show up, give your best effort, and, you know, and when it's all said and done, it is what it is. But what infuriates me is when we're watching something together, I, we are very much on the same page with this. It's just, it's not rocket science. It's Vegas with a stubbornness to their game that they keep passing it and at the blue line coming in, trying to skate through Montreal at the blue line coming in. And that's what Montreal wants them to do. And they know it, but they keep doing it. And if they don't change tonight, it's over. I think they got to play a smart road game, get the puck deep, don't press for the first goal. And it does matter playing with the lead against these guys, Mike. Oh, it certainly does, you know. Uh, Yeah, we talk in between periods, and I think, you know, you give me a call, and instead of me saying hello or hey, what's up, you know, the first word I gave you last game was atrocious. Wait a minute, we're on the radio. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> no, no, I actually, I, I kept the PG. You we're going to get the little guy with you. Yeah, no, I know. Right. So, I, yeah, it was, you know, and then in the post-game, you know, press conference, they said the same thing. You know, we, uh, uh, you know, the, our, our game plan, we, uh, we fell right into what they wanted us to do. And you just sit there and you, you want to pound your head saying, well, you know, there are this thing called changes and, you know, you, you do something different. You know, it's like definition of stupidity. They keep doing the same thing over and over again. It doesn't work. But they refuse to do what they, you know, what we know they have to do. You have to dump and chase. The, the other thing, Mike, that this will never leave my brain. You, you, you are such uh, a... Hmm, how do I work? You know so much about hockey. I was going to go somewhere else, but but and I will never forget. You, before this series started, you said the Knights need to be heavy. They need to be good on the forecheck. And in Game One, they were, and they won that game. It's the guess, best game they've played against Montreal. And then we haven't seen that since. And I and I don't get it. If it, if if it obviously works for you in Game One, why wouldn't you continue? You were spot on, Mike. I, I, and it's a mystery. And you sit there and you watch over and over and over again. And even when the players, the players say the same thing. And it's like, okay, you guys know it, but why aren't you doing it? Why, you know, you have to be willing to pay a price this time of year, and they're just not doing it. And it, it really is mind-boggling. I mean, it just, and another thing that just kills me is, they're, you know, their slow-motion power play. It's like, it's like I have it on slow-motion watching it on TV. Uh, you watch the other three teams on the power play, and the pucks move in instantly on on the tape, off the tape, onto a tape, off the tape, and Vegas gets it, and one person holds it, and they look around, and well, you know, maybe you don't score, but the one thing you do when you move the puck quickly is you get the defense moving, and you know this Montreal team's having it easy. I mean, the defensemen just stand there and they don't get tired at all because Vegas just does not move the puck on their power play. And it just, I don't know why they just haven't figured this out. You watch the other three teams in the Final Four, and they're all moving the puck, you know, in a split second. Now, it may, it, may, it may be a very dangerous thing to do, especially against these guys. But the power play is so important. And, oh, by the way, Vegas is getting the majority of calls in the series. And I, I'm not, I don't think it's been... That over-the-top egregious, the fans in Montreal are up in arms. But the Canadians have not gotten a boatload of power play chances. Vegas has. Montreal has killed every penalty in this series. Vegas, 
if you're going to get the chance, you better at some point kick the door down and take advantage. And it could be dangerous because they come back at you shorthanded. But to shake things up, I mean, get a responsible forward on the point of the power play. Do something. Get some movement. But shake it up. Do something. Yeah, they got they they got to move the puck on the power play. Uh, you know, just watching a power play last night from Tampa, it's like they move the puck, move the puck, and they're looking for the cross ice pass. Uh, and maybe it only is, appears once during the two minute power play, but at least they have an opportunity because they move the puck so darn good. This team, they just don't. They re, you know, Stone will get it on the sidewall and they'll wait and wait and wait and then he'll dump it back to the blue line and then he'll wait and wait and wait. My, you know, Montreal's just standing there saying, "Well, you know, I don't have to go to the bench to catch my breath because I don't have to move here." You don't. I mean, everyone's standing still. That's not how this game is played. Uh, they better start moving the puck, and it, 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 it's it's mind-boggling and, it, and it's frustrating because you know, and the players know they just don't do it, and it, you know, there's really no explanation. Hey, we're gonna take a quick timeout. Mike Lewis is coming back with us. We love chatting with Mike over at the Sun Coast. Hey, if you're coming in, you're heading to the Strip from out of town. Stop down, see our buddy Tony Neville. We're thinking of you, Tony, and. Over at TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Great food, great drink, a lot of fun over at TI. When you come in and you're on the strip, swing by, say hi to Tony Neville. Back with Mike Lewis, Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas with Stevie Slapshot. I'm Brian Blessing, Sirius 204 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. word let's just say non-sports grid listener instead (laughs) on the home of the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, we'll be out at Sunset Station on a Friday. Don't forget the STN mobile app. Got the great sign-up bonus for you. When you're coming to Vegas, believe me, you want to get your meat hook, I say, on several apps. Sure. You don't get in line. You don't get shut out. You have in-game wagering. And it's crazy, Stevie. It was the old bygone era in Vegas where guys were running around town I was shopping for numbers. I used to go downtown at my lunch back. hour because there were like six, seven books I could walk to in half an hour and, and get the best number. Now you can do it on your phone. All right, Mike Lewis is joining us from the Sun Coast, the corner of Alta and Rampart. And the game last night, the Islanders and the Lightning, A, it was a great game, and we'll dive into that in a second. But for game seven, Tampa Bay, I mean, they both – pounded each other, but Tampa Bay really took a beating in that game. Specifically, Mike, they were showing on the broadcast 
this little dinky nothing burger hit with Barzal, and I'm watching, and I'm like, that's not where this happened. I mean, it was at the beginning of the shift, and it finally caught up with him, and he doubled over about 40 seconds, 30 seconds. At the other end of the rink, Mayfield gave him a nasty little short cross check. He was in close, but, I mean, it was one of those jabbing cross checks, and he came down, Mike, I think, I think he either got him in the ribs but the one that he may have got him on the hip, and that's not good for Kucherov. Huge loss um, last night, and it'll be even a bigger loss if he uh, can't go uh, tomorrow. Uh, you know, they, they didn't, you know, the, the Lightning didn't, uh, you know, blame anybody, and they're just part of the game, and they went about their business. Uh, but, you know, I the, the, the cross check, the second one that people thought, that may have done it, uh, you know, away from the play, the puck wasn't anywhere near it. You know, them are, them are the plays that, you know, I don't, I don't like myself. You know, it's one thing to, to you know, you see players cross-check players in front of the net trying to, you know, clear, clear their way, give the goalie a sight line. But, you know, you're, you're against the boards, the puck's not even there, and you just, you know, a two-hander across the back uh, with the referee looking at it, of course, and nothing happens. You know, them are the plays that I think uh, you, you really should try to eliminate because if you don't, and they say, well, if I can get away with this, maybe I can go a little further than that, you know, the next time. Uh, I think that's uh, something that the NHL must address. I don't disagree with you, but here's the rub now. What you're saying is correct. Tampa Bay was pretty okay with everything. They didn't make any excuses whatsoever. They're focused on Game 7. But now you don't know. I mean, if a referee pair gets in there and all of a sudden they start calling ticky-tack stuff in Game 7, then you're going to hear the whole summer that they over-officiated the game. I mean, it, well, it's a catch-22. Right. I, no, I don't, I don't think they're going to make that change overnight. I, I, but I do think the NHL's got to sit back and look and say, you know, what what do we want? When do we want to call penalties? At what point? I mean, if they're away from the play, they have nothing to do with the play, and it's a, something that can actually injure someone. You know, going into next season, I think you know you have to start this from the beginning. You can't just do it overnight. But uh, you know, especially when a referee just standing there watching it, and it's like, okay, if this is if this is allowable from this ref. Maybe next time I go a little higher up on his back. Maybe I go around the neck. And they just keep going and going and going. I think eventually, maybe the start of next season, they just go come to the refs and say, listen, guys, if there's a cross-check and it has nothing to do and it's not even around the puck, let's get this out of the game because it's just going gonna, gonna to amplify. And, you know, I can just imagine – you know, say hey, if I can, if he can check me in the back, I'm going to check him in the back of the head because you know they're not calling nothing. I think you're 100 percent spot on, Mike. I, I I think even even guys who maybe normally wouldn't do that see everyone else getting away with it, so they're going to take their shot. And but and and I would love to see it where you know a a penalty in November is a penalty in June, but I don't think it's happening, Mike. Bet Bettman obviously has no problem with this, or it would have already changed. This has been going on for quite a while now. It has, but I I, I think maybe uh, you know it, it maybe the, it's time for the players to step up and just say, listen, guys, you know if we're, we're really serious about avoiding injuries that should not happen and avoiding you know concussions and that. 
it, it, we can't allow shots that just to have no business in the game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying a cross check. You know, you're trying to clear the front of your net that you, we've seen since the the you know since hockey began. Uh, you know, that's one thing. But if you're away from the play and you're against the boards and the puck's over on the other side of the ice and you're just taking liberties and you know hitting cross checking people in the back. I, there's just really no need for that. Here's the other thing that I'm concerned about, Mike. So a guy coming out of his own zone is tripped from behind. It looks like a nothing burger, right? But then, then an opposition guy picks it up and scores a goal that turns out to be the game oh, winner. Hey, listen. All right. You guys know, long-suffering Sabres fan. First year I'm working in Buffalo covering the Sabres. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Islanders. Great series. Game six on the island. Andy Van Helleman's the ref, and the Islanders are skating out three on two, and one of the Islanders trips John Van Boxmeer, the defenseman coming back, and creates a two-on-one series-winning goal. So it was a, a penalty that created a scoring opportunity. Those are those are big. Yeah, I I, I just I. When you're not calling penalties, it's easy then not to call a penalty you should call. It's, it's, it gets tougher to blow the whistle when your mindset is to let it go. Yeah, you know, I, I understand. You know, you know, the, the, a lot of people say that uh, the refereeing in hockey is the, you know, the worst out of all sports, but I will also say hockey is the fastest game out there out of all sports, so it, it makes it a lot more difficult. You know, the NFL, anybody out, uh, any referee out there on the field, they got enough of them, is allowed to throw a, a, a penalty flag. Only, only two referees can call penalties. You know, the linesmen don't call penalties. So, you know, it's, it's apples to oranges. I, I just want to see, I, I really would like to see the penalties that actually can cause injury. You know, I, I understand, you know, oh, he, he tripped them. Well, you know, if I'm playing, I'd rather be tripped than uh, getting a two-hander across the back without any padding on me. All right, now, I'm, I'm not talking about fighting is not a thing for the most part in the playoffs. And each series kind of organically grows into whatever it is. But I find it unbelievable. It's the semifinals. And yes, they're different teams. And Montreal's not going to change anything, nor should they, because Vegas refuses to change anything. But that Tampa Bay series, Mike, is five times more physical than Vegas-Montreal. I mean, other than Gustafson for the Habs, Gallagher's a pest. He's got a little war going on with Petrangelo. Carrier's throwing his weight around a little bit out there. Physical play is not really even a factor in this series. No, and I, you know I, I don't mind the fighting aspect of the game either because you know you got two guys that are looking at each other that know what's coming, and I, I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, I, I I don't want to take fighting out of the game. I think it's important part for them to uh, uh, to police themselves and police their teammates, and there's a, there's a time and place for that. You know, it's just you know I don't like the, uh, the 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 you know not only the intent to injure someone but the the non-intent to injure but the action you're doing is injuring players and that that just you know the, each player has to have the respect. I mean, uh, you know, and Mayfield two hands him across the back. You know, do you does Mayfield want the same thing happening to him? Probably not. So. Uh, you know, I think the players need to police it themselves along with the referees. Hey, Mike, Chris Paul comes back tonight for Phoenix. What kind of a game do we get, do you think, with, 
with him back in there? How many minutes does he play? Does, does that uh, affect uh, Phoenix's mojo that they got going? Um, can, can the Clippers give uh, the Suns a game tonight? Oh, yeah, I think the Clippers will give them a game because it's, a, it's in L.A. Uh, the one thing about Chris Paul, I, I don't think you'll see him play in as many minutes as uh, uh, he's used to be used to playing. But the but the guy knows how to play, and he know. And the one thing about Chris Paul is um, he's a pass first guy, which uh, you know is, is a lot better than if he's the someone that needed to score thirty a game. Uh, so I, I don't think you'll see uh, too much uh, adjustment by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I do think you know I give the Clippers a shot, a good shot, just because it's the first game back home, and uh, they get their fans, and they'll be up for this game. But uh, with Chris Paul coming in. I think you'll see him uh, ease back in, and uh, you know, keep keep him for when you really need him. I I'd, I'd ease him in the first half, uh, get him a little more in the third, give him a little rest, and then if he he looks like Chris Paul should look, uh, fourth quarter is his. I, I know. I, I think I last time I looked, uh, Phoenix was one uh, with Chris Paul coming back and having won the first two games. You think the public jumps on Phoenix here uh, as we get closer to game time? I, you know what, I, I think it's uh, the numbers right where it's supposed to be. I, I think a lot of people think the Clippers, uh, uh, they're not going to roll over and die, uh, especially playing at home. I think uh, if you're going to get a good effort by the Clippers, tonight's the effort you're going to get. Mike Lewis, our good pal from the Sun Coast. You got time to stick around for another segment? Sure. Well, that's good news. Well, we certainly enjoy that. That's good news for us. No, we love having Mike on. Hey, want to talk about downtown at the Golden Nugget. They got the great concerts that are coming back on a regular basis. Gordy Brown, the Saltgrass Steakhouse, Tony Miller, and they've got standalone book. They've got the mobile app. A lot going on downtown. Check out goldennugget.com for all the cool things that are coming. The city is back, Stevie. Yeah. It is rocking and rolling. Well, that concert series is fantastic at the Golden Nugget. All my favorites are going to be in town. Oldies but goodies, as they say. I don't know who they are, but they always seem to say these things. <laughs> I'm one of them. All right, we're coming back. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Glad to be with you. Sirius 204 and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Found a trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. In other words, keep it here and turn your game around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. is everywhere, every day, and so is the information about it. We cut through all the clutter and bringing you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you on Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas, Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network from the KSHB Studios, AM 1400 in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Mike Lewis is our guest from the Suncoast. Something a little different the last couple of days. We had the 116 degrees last week. All right. It is what it is, right? A little early for that. But we had 
nice overcast skies yesterday. It was kind of last night. It was like a nice fall day. Yeah. And actually today I saw something we don't see around here. Only a few, but some a few raindrops. Yeah. So the, uh, I caught some rain as, as I went out to the car last night. Apparently had it just like drizzled here maybe at the, at the radio station. But my, my neighbor, uh, I, I live 25 minutes from here to the northwest. They're getting rain up there. Cool. We yeah. need it. And, and thunder. You hear thunder, too. Lake Mead's going down. Oh, daily. big time. Big time. It's scary. Mike Lewis joins us from the Suncoast, the corner of Alton and Rampart. It's funny, Mike. The little things, you know, you take for granted. You're from Michigan. I have many years. I'm Pennsylvania and Buffalo. And, you know, the Northeast and the change of weathers. It's great not scraping the windshield anymore. But the thing I notice around here, because it's so infrequent, when you smell the rain, that's nuts. Oh, you know, you you love it when it rains out here. We don't get it very often. You know, usually anywhere else in the country, it rains. Everyone heads indoors. You know, here it starts raining. Everyone goes outside. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, there's a unique thing going on this weekend at Pocono Raceway. A doubleheader, back-to-back days on the NASCAR circuit. And over the years, you know, Denny Hamlin doesn't have a win yet. I think Denny Hamlin's a guy you got to take a long, hard look at. Kurt Busch usually runs really well there as well. But Kyle Larson, Mike, is on just a tootsie roll. I mean, this guy's like a, he's like 2-1, to 5-2 to two a favorite in this car race. I mean, that's how dominant Larson's been. Yeah, he has been dominant. And, you know, there's a couple of racers that have had really good success here at Pocono. You may, you know, you mentioned Denny Hamlin, uh, Kyle, or uh, Kurt Busch. Kurt yeah. Busch has had a lot of success. Uh, Harvick, Elliott. Uh, Eric Jones has had a lot of success here. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that Kyle Larson at this young age is, uh, is having a, a dominant year like he's having. The other guy, I don't know if he runs well at Pocono, William Byron. He, he consistently had, top had, ten. Had a, had a really good car all year long. And, yeah, and you it, know, it, it's definitely the young guns that are uh, are really are finally really making noise here in, uh, in the NASCAR circuit. It's like every fourth race, but every, like I said, occasionally, up. Oh, this is the day, Alex Bowman's car can be a rocket sled, but it's like really inconsistent. But when his car's good, he's good. Yeah, him and uh, Elliot are uh, tied for third favorite at eight to one, along with Kyle Busch and uh, William Byron. So, you know, them them young guys, uh, you know, just just because they're uh, young and uh, maybe they're not as known, uh, you know, they're getting respect from the from the betters and the bookmakers because they're eight to one. You know, you think where this industry has come. Okay, there's a car race. Okay, fine, but now you'll have head to head matchups. I know on the Be Connected app, you'll put up the group matchups, which actually last week got me out. Um, I'm trying to think who did I play. I may have played Hamlin last week, and he ran eh, so-so. But I used Logano in a group matchup where he only had to beat three other guys, Mike, and he's like plus 275. And at the end of the day, you were wrong about the winner, but you made money on the race. Yeah, yeah, we do what we we offer the group betting. We also offer uh, you can bet uh, a driver to finish in the top three and in the top ten. I'm so I'm, we, I'm coming over, Mike. I got I got Byron in the top ten every week from now on. Yeah, so you know, uh, 
He, well, you know, top 10 isn't t- quite as hard to hit. So, you know, he, top 10, he's minus 330 to finish in the top 10. Uh, he's plus $1.85 to finish in the top three. Uh, I'll take my shot eight, in the eight, top 10. Eight, 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 eight to one to win the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, so we do offer the group betting, but we also offer top three and top 10 finishes in all the races, too. Mike, how do those other indexes, how do you on your side of the counter, utilize that information. Oh, they're betting this guy in a matchup or in the group matchup, this guy's taking a truckload of dough. It's one thing that, you know, yeah, you'd move that particular index, but if there are opinions you believe are spot on and people that are coming at you, you respect those things on the periphery could have an impact on the overall winner. Yeah. You know, if someone's, uh, if they're pounding one guy, uh, over and over to win a to win a matchup. It can usually the matchups uh, are the, are the top guys. So if they like them in a in a matchup, then they're probably going to like them in uh, uh, to win to finish in the top three or or to win the, the race outright. So you definitely have to look uh, you know across the board at what they're betting. A couple baseball games: Yankees up seven one, top eight, and the Bronx over KC. Oakland leads Texas four one. I would assume, Mike. A good assumption, is it, that when the Yankees are playing and you only have the two baseball games here in the morning, that's a high-handle game, and it's a game that gets hooked into a lot of stuff tonight? Definitely. And, you know, they're such the public team that uh, no matter uh, uh, how they're playing during the year, they, they get they get the majority of the action usually uh, every, every day. So uh, a lot of action on the Yanks and uh, you got the A's out there that uh, are, are playing very well, and uh, some money on the uh, on the A's tonight. Also, you know, Mike was with us. He joins us every week. This one, I believe, was about two weeks ago. Maybe not that far. Maybe ten days ago. Mike was on, and we always tease Mike or try to discern information on the Tigers because he's a Detroit guy and follows the Tigers, knows them well. Mike, I mean, two weeks ago you said. The pitching is starting to come around, and these guys could be a moneymaker in the short term. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, and they're on a three-game winning streak, and they're always a juicy price. So spot on, you, you got the Tigers on a little roll, and you saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, they got a young, young starting pitching staff, and they're, they're all coming uh, together. You know, Matt Boyd's been in the league for a few years, but you got Casey Mize, who was the number one all uh, overall pick, and uh, and Scooble, and Matt Manning got his first win uh, last night or the night before. So they're they're all young, but these guys are all high draft picks, all all up there. And uh, as they get some more uh, reps under them, uh, I, I think the the Tigers' uh, pitching depth is uh, is definitely a. a, a where they're building this team around now, they got to uh, be able to score runs, and uh, you know, coming up with the draft, I believe they're probably going to take one of the high school shortstops uh, uh, with their pick and try to build the uh, positional players. But they're they're in a good uh, spot with uh, their starting uh, starting unit for years to come. So, Mike, if you were a major league reliever right now, how would you feel about this uh, deep cavity search that they're doing with every guy that comes into the game? You know, it's it, it, you know what happened the other day with Scherzer was just an atrocity. I mean, if I was if I was Max Scherzer, I would have started taking my uniform off. I mean, it was. You know, I understand where they're coming from, 
But, you know, they, they got to limit it to where you can't uh, go out there every inning and start checking the guy. Uh, you know, that, that's, not, that's not what you do. You know, I, I do like someone said that uh, when are we going to start uh, checking other, other people uh, like Bryce Harper for uh, sticky stuff in his hair, <laughs> you know, to hold on to the bat better. So, you know, I, I understand. They, they're trying to get it out of the game, and I understand that. But are you, are you going to check these pitchers after every, uh, after every batter? It's just it's, it's, it's kind of overkill. That Scherzer thing, I was waiting for the music from Slapshot when that guy did the freeform skating. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, yeah I mean, it's you, insane. You, just, you just cannot. You can't go out there after every, you know. If you're going to, then, you know, hire an extra umpire to sit in the dugout and make sure that they have nothing when they walk out of the dugout. I don't know what else they could do, but, uh, you know, it's a little bit of overkill. I understand you don't want them to get away with it and, uh, that's fine, but you can't be going out there after every inning and checking these guys. Hey, bud, we didn't ask you too much about the Islanders and Lightning. Game seven tomorrow night, dollar seventy. Tampa's favored, five over thirty. Nothing like a game seven. How much momentum does the Islanders or do they gather from the win last night? It's it's a it's a one off, one game. Varlamov's going to be good, but. Barry Trotz is kind of an X-factor guy. He, he's an X-factor guy. Uh, you know, I think the uh, Tampa Bay is also an X-factor. They've been there. They've done that. They've been to Game 7s before. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a great, great game. I, I think the Kucherov thing is, uh, is a major thing. If he, if he can't play, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, to me, one goal game, possibly a Game 7 overtime. Uh, if Kucherov can go and, you know, Tampa gets out there and is able to play their game, uh, you know, you give the edge to Tampa. But, you know, in a one-game playoff, basically, you know, when you have Barry Trotz and you have uh, the talent that uh, the Islanders have and the way you can just uh, bottle things up and keep it a low-scoring game, it, it could be a, a whale of a Game 7. Somebody always steps up, right? I mean, somebody's got to be the guy. Who do you think Mr. Game 7 is for either team? Uh, you know, you, you look at, you know, you, you look at the, usually a Game 7 hero, it's either your star or it, it's, a, it's a guy that you, you wouldn't think of. You know, if, if, if it's going to be a, 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 a star, you have to go with Braden Point for Tampa. Uh, but I could see someone like uh, Yanni Gord chipping in there somewhere or uh, a good row. And with the Islanders, don't don't you know? It's such a team team game for them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them score because that's just how they play. I mean, it just you know could it come from the back end with the Islanders? I don't know. It just it's it's it, they're fun to watch. Uh, they're frustrating to play against. But uh, one thing you know, they're, they're not going to beat themselves. Well, the way this series has gone the way the Islanders play, survive early. Could you imagine how awesome would it be? Game seven overtime. I mean, I think it's possible. Oh, no, I, I, this game could very well be an overtime game. It's, I, I don't see, you're not going to see an 8 nothing wipeout like you saw the other night. Uh, this is definitely going to be a, a tightly contested game. And uh, definitely, it, it has, you know, the, the the usual game sevens that we we've, we've grown accustomed to uh, over the years 
tight checking, low scoring, make the simple play, and whoever whoever gets the two goals first wins. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast. As always, sir, you hit a home run. Great information. Thanks for doing this. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast. Stevie, I, I just want to say this real quick. We're so lucky we talk sports and we whine about every little dumb thing. And you wake up this morning and you see this thing in Miami where these poor people go to bed and they're just in their bed sound asleep. And this building comes tumbling down. 99 people unaccounted for. Good gravy. I mean, you know, thinking of those poor people and the people that are going in there to rescue them because it's a perilous situation. Hey, kids. Moral of the story. Every day is a good day. comes down to attitude. Well, that and listening to us 16 hours a day. Just saying. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Believe me, man, they're getting all gussied up in Montreal. Small crowd going to make a lot of noise. We'll see if indeed it is nighttime tonight. Stevie, you were talking about the numbers. You know, we say this all the time, the pivotal fifth game. You know, you've got a big uphill battle. The numbers you've got? Yeah, so uh, the game five winner in best of, sense, uh, best of seven series uh, in the NHL playoffs, that's won 78% of the time. And in the semifinals or finals, it's even better, 81% of the time. Robin Leonard going to get the start tonight. That's Yeah. No sick, let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Honestly, we disagreed. And it was not Flurry's fault the other night. Correct. But when you opened up the kettle of fish and Leonard played so well, I truly believe... Coming back with Leonard was the play. Not saying it after the game, said it before the game. More than anything, because there was a chance maybe he had gotten in their heads a little bit. Yeah, perhaps. I, you know, this goaltender thing, and you're you right. the water. And you were, I get it. You were right. It, it's but but that's that's not where the emphasis should be. The emphasis should be on also what you've talked about: north south, well, dump the puck, be be heavy. Doesn't on the matter who check. the goalie is if it you doesn't. don't score. Correct. Absolutely correct. And and that's the issue. I think I think both goaltenders have been fantastic in this series. They need to do better offensively to win games. Price has been very good, but let's cut to the chase. Price has had a lot easier go of it than Flurry or Leonard. Yeah, and and again they, they they proved when they're when they're heavy and uh, when they get guys to the net that they can't beat him as right. good as he's been. It's gonna be a big night. Looking forward to it. Hey, we're racing to the weekend. We're racing to Sunset Station on a Friday, which we always do. Be out there with Andy Isco and Steve Karp. We'll be out there with us tomorrow. Look forward to that. Scott Farrell is next on the network. 
Hockey fans, we've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. I'll put the show out show link out for you as well. Great job, Stevie. Thanks, bud. Thanks to Mike Lewis for checking in. Good fun. Hey, have a great day, everybody. Sports news you can actually use. Actionable insights and expert perspectives on daily sporting events.